This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. You know, words fail me. Um, I call them my papa and my nana, but words fail me to, to just say how much you mean to us. Um, you know, we, we are because you are. And thank you so much for standing in faith. You know, I was saying to my wife that, you know, the ministry's been around for 43 years. I was only three years old then. But, you know, you stood so that we can come into that wave. And we too could be blessed. You know, my grand, I don't know if my grandparents, my parents all passed away when I was still young. But I can call you not just in the spirit, even in the physical, my grandma and my grandpa. Thank you so much for who you are. And uh, let's just appreciate them. I believe that, you know, just before we clear that, in, South, in the world, for me personally, there are some of the few generals of faith that are in the world, especially among us, all this other fluff we are hearing. You hear a solid word of God from this couple. Give them a shout and a hand of praise, hallelujah, for who they are. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We may... Be seated, and to my dad who just ministered now, um, you know, I was getting excited because I saw my, he, he was eating into the time, and I thought, like, carry on, you know, um, you know, he's, he's, he's amazing, amen, him and Pastor Janine Beg, they have just mentored us, and they took us under their wing, and to him, he's like my, my mom and my dad, if it's their birthday, I make sure that they get money all the time. So if you call this mom and daddy, you need to make sure if it's not just a happy birthday, make sure you send something good. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this afternoon, I'm going to be talking to you on the topic, the Adamic Dominion Mandate. The Adamic Dominion Mandate. It was uh, in July, I think end of July, we had been invited to go to a meeting um, you know, by Pastor Ad Boshoff. He had invited us to go to, to meet um, a few pastors in Durban. And I was on my way there, and I was driving my car. I was alone in the vehicle, and I was driving. Suddenly, I hear this resounding sound. It, was, it wasn't in the car, but it was like in me. And I heard the Lord spoke to me, and he said to me, you know, you have been teaching whatever you want to teach. Whatever you've been ministering to the church, I've been giving those messages for your personal edification. You are taking that, and you are preaching it to the church. I have not called you to minister that. I've called you to minister the kingdom. They said, I've called you to re help restore my church to, to their original plan that I had for the church. He says, because there's a time that is coming where we don't have to be beggars no more as God's church, but where we are going to lead the status quo. And so the Lord began to talk to me about that, and he says, he showed me a few women in the Bible, but then he said to me, if you look at Eve, look at Eve, he said, Eve was in the, she's a type of the church. He was talking to me about that. He says, if you look at Eve's life, Eve had the garden with beautiful fruits in there. She, she had, um, is it me or is it, am I good? She said she had everything that she needed in the garden. She had um, uh, all the animals and she had all the, the fruits in the garden. She had the rivers that were flowing with riches and gold, but yet Eve did not even realize what she had. She was in the middle of riches and wealth and glory. She was already like God, but then she listened to a voice of a stranger and she thought she wasn't who she was. She was already. 
And the Lord said to me, even my church at this moment, I have re- I'm raising you up for such a time as this. And he said to me, if you can follow what I'm telling you, I'll put you on international television before this year is over. And he did on the 1st of October. Because I went back and I said, I am going to go back again to that original mandate. He says, my church doesn't understand that they are already wealthy. They are already rich. When I died on that cross, I brought them not into a religion, but I brought them into citizenship. He says, you are citizens of a country, and that country is called heaven. That's why we call it a kingdom. A kingdom is a king who rules a country. And in order for you to be king, you have to have citizens. So when you got born again, you came into citizenship. And in a kingdom, the king is responsible for the welfare of the citizens. So then he said to me, if you are going to understand the mandate of the church, you're going to have to look at what Adam failed to do. He says there are six things that Adam was supposed to, to do when I send him here, but he failed on day one. And therefore, if my church is going to understand how to advance and how to move forward, they are going to have to understand where Adam fell. So I'm going to be like dead. I'm going to be like an auctioneer, and I'm going to be very fast because this is a two-year series I'm teaching you in 30 minutes. I'm being honest with you. It's two years. Because there's so much, you can't exhaust this topic. Now, the first thing that the Lord said to me is that Adam's assignment was to establish a kingdom on earth that is identical to heaven. When you speak to an average Christian and you ask them, you know, who is Jesus? They tell you Jesus is the founder of the Christian religion. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus did not come on earth to found a religion. Jesus came to establish, to restore a kingdom that was lost. In the Garden of Eden, Adam lost a kingdom. That's what he lost. And then when Jesus came down and, you know, he was on the earth and his disciples said, Master, teach us how to pray. And he began to say in Luke 11, 2, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom. Not let's go to heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we are the custodians. We are the people that should be manifesting heaven wherever we go. You see, as the Lord was speaking to me, suddenly I could see in the spirit a queue of um, you know, churches and, and, and ministers that were standing in front of, of uh, you know, uh, front stalls like checkers and and. ShopRite and some standing even in Muslim uh, groceries with little letterheads where they were going there to say, we are just a church, please give us, um, you know, some bread. And when we go there to beg for bread and to go beg for rolls and beg for old clothes, we are given stuff that they don't want. And God said, my church is the most powerful institution on the planet. It's not just, it's not a religion, it's an agency of a government. Heaven is a king. Right now, you are in an embassy right now. You are not just sitting anywhere. The reason why we do church is because God is trying to train you. You see, when you got born again, you became a king again. So he's trying to train fallen kings how to reign again. 
you are not supposed to be sick. So in the church is then his training center. It's a heaven institution. These assets are heaven assets. So we are in here today to be trained how to reign as kings again. We are not supposed to be broke. We are not supposed to be busted. We are not supposed to be sick. We are the ones that should change. Listen, ESCOM is, ESCOM is waiting for you. You're trying to figure out where is electricity. What are we going to do in the dark? The Lord says, even Eskom is waiting for you. If we stop queuing and begging for old bread, but we begin to know who we are, we are the ones who can go into the world and we can change the status quo. That's what we've been called to do by God. Philippians 3.20 says in the Passion, but we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a colony. A colony is an exact look of an original country. I grew up under a colony. We dress like the British. Even our school, I even did the British, you know, Cambridge, GCE, I did the British education. We even drink I'm one of the first black men I know that drinks tea at 4 o'clock every, even if it's hot. <laughs> Why? Because the queen drank tea at 4. <laughs> we drive at the left because the queen drove at the left. We went to school with long socks and shorts and little hats. Why? Because the whole idea is that the main country tries to make the colony to look like just like them. They'll also come and teach you their language. That's why when the kingdom takes you over, you begin to change your your language. Why? Because they are now a colony taking you over, bringing their culture and their power to where you are. Now, I have to run because, like I say, it's a two-year. Sometimes it is 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. This clock's in Devon. You would slow down in, in, in Johannesburg. Number two, Adam's assignment was to introduce and enact heaven's government, its laws, its legislative processes, procedures on planet Earth. Adam is a ruler. You, when I say Adam, don't see the guy in the garden. You are Adam. We were designed to rule and bring heaven's government on the planet. Now, when you read Isaiah 9, 6 to 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. But there are two things this son is bringing. There are two things the government is bringing that was lost by Adam. They are bringing blood and they are bringing government. The government is the Holy Spirit. He's trying to bring blood and government. Why? Because it's needful that a king's pedigree is traceable to the original king. So he has to bring down blood, not for us to cry and say he died on the cross. No, to restore us so that we can become the kings we're meant to be. And we can rule again and reign again and move again and change the status quo. Let me tell you, gone are the days where the church is going to be the beggar. The Lord said to me, the church is the leading institution in a country. So he came with government, and he came, and of his government there shall be no end. So he came to, to give us the government so that we can use that government. Remember, we are the body. The Lord said to me, in the garden, Adam was supposed to be the boots on the ground. He was supposed to be the body of Christ on earth. So when he messed up, God restored the church. Now we are that body of Christ that should be ruling and reigning and changing the status quo. 
You are rulers. Look to your neighbor on the left and the right and tell them, take me for a royal supper after service. <laughs> you are kings. You are designed to be kings. I see many of us, if you are born again for over a year, I know there's a time where we need to lay hands and get you fine. But I can tell you now, you are a king. You can self-heal if you can follow what the word of God says. You are not coming to church to be laid on hands on. Listen, you don't come to church so that you can, be, you can get hands laid on. You are coming to church to receive your marching orders to go into the world and change the status quo. That's who you are. Now, I want to go to a scripture really that the Lord began to speak to me about um, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 um, from verse 5. I'm going to want it on the screens here because it's something that the Lord spoke to me about, you know, last night as I was sitting in the service, like it just hinged on me. And he said this, there is an evil which I've seen under the sun. It's an error which proceeded from the ruler. Now, listen to this. Don't hear the word ruler and you think of president. You are the rulers. The name king means ruler. You are that ruler there in the scripture. It says, there's an error proceeding from all these rulers. Go down. What is this error? Folly is set, or foolishness is set in dignity, and the rich sit in low places. Dad has already spoken to you that the day you got born again, you became rich. Now, don't look at your bank account. You are already rich. The Bible says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet he became poor, and so that us through his poverty may become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. So now you are already rich. Now let's stay on verse 6. It says, foolishness is set in great dignity and the rich. Now you are the rich who's supposed to be owning the houses, the businesses, the farms, the money, the, the, the manufacturing plants. We are the rich. But he says now because they don't understand who they are, they've allowed foolish people to head them. Therefore, they are sitting in low places. Now, verse 7. I have seen servants upon horses. That word princess means rulers. I have seen servants upon horses and rulers walking as servants upon the earth. This is what baffled um, Solomon. He said, I have seen servants upon horses. Now, and he says, the rulers who are supposed to be the ones on top, I see them walking. I see them struggling. I see them wandering. I see them begging for food and for old clothes from the shops. Yet they are the rulers. I don't know how many pastors are here today, but I'm telling you now, there are people in your church, you've got ideas to turn that church around. You don't have to wait for some rich guy to walk into your church. There's an idea right now. You're like the Shunammite woman. If you can go to God and pray in your heavenly language, you will get the different wisdoms you need to propel that church forward. Let me tell you something. People are tithing for themselves. They are not tithing so that the church can work. Because let me tell you, in the church where we minister, the Lord's church, we've got a stone on the door that says, if you don't praise him, I will. Because this is the thing. It doesn't matter if nobody gave here. The walls will give. Why? Because we are not trusting in the money that people are going to give. The money is not coming from here below. What you give blesses you. It's not to give to the church. Because you cannot donate to an institution of a country like heaven. 
Man. I can tell you now, we set the standards. A ruler sets a standard. I can estimate the, you know, the width of this pulpit or from here to there. And I can say, maybe it's, you know, 600 or 60 centimeters. I can estimate that. And, but the moment we put a ruler over there, we realize, oh, it's 62. Whatever the ruler says becomes a standard. You set the standard of how rich you can be, how much money you can have, where you can go, where you can come. You set that standard. You are a ruler. You are a monarch, but it's time for you to rise up and realize who you are. So Adam's assignment was supposed to introduce heaven's government. We are not supposed to be coming to church Sunday after Sunday. If, even the officers to call us when you come into church. When you're still like that, you are not ready yet to receive the assets that heaven has for you. When we know who we are, we know I got to get to the church on a Sunday or on a Saturday. I have to go because my assignment is coming from my men and women of God. They're going to tell me what to do and there I go. You see, that's who we are. That's what we've been designed to do. We're not supposed to come here being beaten, you know, just all over the weekend. We come here and suddenly, you know, we just want someone to lay our hands on us. We are too powerful for that. So now some of you this week, you need to take off those garments of mourning. And because this conference is not just here to make the church grow bigger. We're not here to waste time. The Lord said to me when you put me on TV, I'm not putting you there to be popular. I said a lot of young ministers think they need TV ministry so that they can become famous. It's, there's no time for fame family. It's time for the church of Christ to advance. There are people that have paid with their blood. They've paid for this with their blood. It's not about fame and about dressing and about what we are wearing. This is about the kingdom of God. People have paid with their blood for us to sit here today. Nothing to do with fame. It's for this cause that we are even willing to die. Adam's assignment was to rule earth as a monarch. He was to rule earth as a monarch. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God uses the Hebrew word reign, which is the word rada, which means to rule as a monarch. When, when we use the word reign, you never saw president, you never say president so-and-so is reigning. They don't reign, they're just in power. It's only kings that reign. So in Genesis, it says, let them reign. In other words, let them have, lead, let them be kings with sitting on a throne. If Adam and Eve never sinned, not one person would have gone to heaven to stay there. The plan was never that. And the plan has not changed because when you read Revelation 21, you are going to see the Bible says that, behold, I looked and I saw the city come down. There was a new heaven and a new earth. And he, and, and he speaks out there was no more sea. He's trying to locate us that he's talking about this place. So when we are all in heaven, it's going to renovate it. While we are being raptured, it's going to be renovated. If we wanted to renovate this building, we'll get everybody outside. Then we fix it. Then we bring them back again. So that's what is going to be happening very soon. Now, Genesis, I'm going to read Luke here to show you that we are traceable. This amazed me when the Lord showed me this. We are, we are traceable to the very blood of God himself. 
We're not just anybody else. It's a disservice for you to think God can meet your needs. It's such an insult. God it's God, I don't care how big it is, God will meet the need. We are traceable to God himself. Now, I'm going to read. This is very long. I've got this problem, um, you know, grandma with, uh, it's like I want to do six things. I end up doing two, even at church. So I need to pray for myself. Anyway, I'm going to read Luke 3.23 here. This might bore some of you, but it's very powerful when you get to the end of it. Jesus was born about 30 years old when he began to do his public ministry. Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Heli. Heli was the son of Matat. Some of you that were prayed for here to be pregnant, some names, yeah, I'm suggesting some names. <laughs> Heli was the son of Matat. Matat was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Melchi. Melchi was the son of Jenna. Jenna was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Matatias. Matatias was the son of Amos. Amos was the son of Naham. Naham was the son of Esli. Esli was the son of Nagai. Nagai was the son of Math. Math was the son of Matatias. Matatias was the son of Simeon. Simeon was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jodah. Jodah was the son of Jonan. Jonan was the son of Resa. Resa was the son of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the son of Shietal. Shietal was the son of Neri. Neri was the son of Melchi. Melchi was the son of Adi. Adi was the son of Kosam. Kosam was the son of Eladam. Eladam was the son of E. E.R. E.R. was the son of Joshua, and Joshua was the son of Eleazar. Eleazar was the son of Joram, and Joram was the son of Matata. Ah, that's Mathat. Mathat. Mathat was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Simeon. Simeon was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jonam. Jonam was the son of Eliakim. Eliakim was the son of Melia. Melia was the son of Mena. Mena was the son of Matata. Now there is Matata. Honestly, there's no other way to read him. There was the son of Matata. Matata was the son of Nathan. Nathan was the son of David. David was the son of Jesse. Jesse was the son of Obed. Obed was the son of Boaz. Boaz was the son of Salmon. Salmon was the son of Nashon. Nashon was the son of Aminadab. Aminadab was the son of Admin. Administration comes from this guy. Then. He was the son of Admin. Admin was the son of Ani. Ani was the son of Hezron. Hezron was the son of Peraz. Peraz was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Jacob. Jacob was the son of Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham. Abraham was the son of Terah. Terah was the son of Noah. I hope you're taking notes. Noah was the son of Serach. Serach was the son of Ru. Ru was the son of Pelag. Pelag was the son of Eber. Eber was the son of Shelah. Shelah was the son of Canaan. Canaan was the son of Aphaxad. Aphaxad was the son of Shem. Shem was the son of Noah. Can you see father, son, father, son? Noah was the son of Lamech. Lamech was the son of Methuselah. Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch was the son of Jared. Jared was the son of Mahalaleel. Mahalaleel was the son of Kenan. Kenan was the son of Enoch. Enoch was the son of Seth. Seth was the son of Adam. Watch here. Adam was the son of God. Ha! Traceable to God. <laughs> right in the middle of all these men. Boom, here comes God. Hallelujah. In other words, we're flowing with the same blood. That's why when Adam abdicated the throne, the problem became a blood problem when he abdicated the throne. Why? Because he contaminated the blood. Now we needed to have a blood transfusion and only another God could give it to another God. Only a king could give it to another king. Bulls could not work. Donkeys could not work. Only the blood of a king could work. Come on, give the Lord a shout! Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Ah. Oh, my goodness. 
It's hot up there, Apostle Theo. I don't know what to do with this. It's... So, when the blood got contaminated, God set with the blood problem. Only did he, he did not only lose blood which got contaminated, he also, he also lost the government. That's why you see in Isaiah, Isaiah prophesies two things. He prophesies a child and he prophesies a government because those are the two things that were lost in, the, in Eden. So now God realized that we need blood and we need the Holy Spirit. The problem is that the Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit. You cannot take a Holy Spirit and you put it in an unholy body because now Adam is unholy. Because when you become king, you're going to watch Prince Charles just now who became king. When Prince Charles became king, they're going to have an inauguration ceremony where they are going to anoint him with oil as the chosen one. For him to be anointed as the chosen one, they have to be 100% sure that his pedigree is traceable to all the kings. Then they can then anoint him for power. That is why you realize that the Pentecost only happened after the cross. You cannot anoint a king that is not traceable to his pedigree. So now, when Adam sinned, he abdicated his throne by choice, left the throne, and thereby contaminating the blood. Now, what had to happen? We had to get a king to restore a king. And Adam could, God could not stop Adam from sinning. He couldn't do it. Why? Because you need to understand something about kings and kingdoms. Once a king has been put in place, that king is now in charge of the territory. The other king can only enter their territory by invite. So when Adam was sinning, God saw it. But Adam was king and he had the jurisdiction of his own domain. Very important to understand that. So when the blood was contaminated, we needed now to first make the person holy before we can anoint him for kingship. The only blood that could be found was not animals couldn't work we needed the blood of the godhead himself godhead himself we have here that blood and therefore when we read scripture we see them that we are to now jesus had to come but when jesus comes he dies on the cross pours out all his blood that's why when he resurrects you know he says that to his disciples that you know flesh and bone have I not? And our spirit has got no flesh and bone as you see me. He didn't say flesh and blood. Why? His blood was poured out where? In the transfusion center of heaven. The day you get born again, your blood is dumped into hell. You are transfused with brand new blood from heaven. And now, watch this. You are flowing with the blood of the kings. And you are recognizable to heaven. All of you that are born again right here, you are flowing with the blood of kings right now. It's in you. It is not right for you not to be well. It is not, it's, a, it's a lie from hell. For the church of God to struggle, the church of God to fail to pay bills, and, and it can't see through, and, and they are being affected by, um, you know, by um, you know, lockdown. In lockdown, our ministry, our best income in everything, including businesses, was during lockdown time. Because I keep drumming this into them to let them know that they are kings. So Adam 
So Jesus comes, he dies, gets rid of his blood, puts in the transfusion center of heaven. A guy gets born again. It's not only, hallelujah, I'm going to heaven, salvation, we're all singing, Ezulini, heaven. We're all singing, we are going to heaven. No, God says that the reason, remember he prayed in the book of John and he says, Father, Father, don't, don't bring, don't, don't let them come up here. Let them stay down here. I'm sending them. Stop waiting for the rapture. I said to the church that I will be ministering, then the rapture happens. Then I'll say to the Lord, give me just one minute, Lord. Let me just finish this thought. I, I want to be caught while at least I'm, 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 I'm building the kingdom and, and, and I'm pioneering the kingdom. I, I I don't know where you came from here, guys, but let me tell you something. If you are a church here, it is time for you to advance the ministry that you have been given by the Lord has been purchased by blood. We don't have to stand in the front shows and beg. Now I'm going to have to finish with this. I've got a minute. This is what the Lord said to me. When a Muslim leaves Islam to join a Hindu, Hinduism, he has, he has left one religion for another. When a Hindu leaves Hinduism to join a Buddha or Buddhaism, he has left one religion for another. When a Buddha leaves Buddhaism to join the Shemba religion, he has left one religion for another. When the Scientologist leaves to join Islam, he says, when all those five religions leave whatever they are doing and they join the church, they have left a religion for a kingdom. And I'm out of time. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Fulmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Dot com.